2: here. Um, Kate Sevier is ill today, poor Kate, Um, but I have two co-hosts who you've doubtlessly heard before because they are close friends of the show. Uh, TV critics and journalists and broadcasters Michael Hogan and Julia Rayside. Hello. Hello. Hiya. We've got the
0: same job title, Michael.
1: I
2: know. It's good when you can cut down on time, isn't it? Um,
1: We should form a guild or a union. Yes,
3: we
2: will. On a scale of one to ten, how Christmassy, please?
0: Eleven.
1: Seven to eight. Oh for goodness. Oh,
0: Michael, say. come on, have another drink. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> finished work yet. I've still
1: got work to do. Uh, I've got two days of work to do and then we've, then will got, be up to um, nine.
2: we've got alcohol with us today. We've we got two bottles of Fizz and so nothing could go wrong. Uh, Alcohol
1: doesn't make Christmas, Sally. It
2: fucking
3: does. (laughs) Uh,
2: We kicked off, in honour of our two learned TV critics, we kicked off with the main title theme from Succession uh, by Nicholas Brittell. The reason we're doing that is today the entire playlist is songs that came out this year that are bloody brilliant. And likewise, the stories this month are about the happy, the funny stories of the year because... I don't think I need to tell anybody. It's been quite a bad month. Can we have a sign saying "No politics"? Just like we're not months. doing politics. Uh, we're not doing politics. We're not doing doom and gloom. We're not doing no. the horrible stuff because there's enough of that. I feel like I've lived through it, yeah. frankly. Quite right. Too. And so we've got a bunch of stories that kind of made us smile. Definitely. In 2019. And, and finally, items. A load, <laughs> a load of cat up a tree. We've got loads of cat up a tree. Dog to <laughs> uh, these stories were chosen by Michael Hogan, Julia Rayside, and myself, as well as Lauren Oakey, who I feel we should give props to on Hooray. the last show of the year because she does all the background research for us she every does. month. Yeah, she works us socks off. We love you, Lauren. God love her. She was printing oh, things out at 11 o'clock last 10 night. 10 I think she's quite Christmassy. Well, she's going to join us for a Christmas drink. So if she gets here before the end of the show, we can um, put a voice to the research. We should, a lovely Welsh voice.
0: (laughs) Sorry, Sally. (laughs) 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 Just realised who I was doing that in front of. (laughs) (laughs) Duh.
2: So that was Succession. I think probably the best theme tune in years of anything, yeah? yeah? At all, ever. Totally. It gives me shivers just
1: thinking about it. You kind of want to watch an episode immediately, you hear it, don't you? Yeah, very much so.
2: What um, impact do you think Succession has had? I don't think I've ever seen such a universally loved Show. yeah,
0: it was University Love. They, were, they did like an event last week and they got um Brian Cox and Matt McFadden to come and do a Q&A with your mate Bryony Gordon. And um, some, someone asked um Brian Cox about being a sort of an unlikely sex symbol and he, he gave us a very uncomfortable. Unlikely, really, what? I'm not sure about I, that. Oh, i to Sally, totally would you know. I think we're on the same page yeah. here, uh, he's still got it, but um, he was asked about um, you know, that sort of side of things and he said it, it sat uncomfortably with him in the days of Me Too that women kept coming up to him and asking. Asking him to tell them to fuck off yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just over and over again. A, he was like, does a great Why fuck do you want off, me to? He it? just, it's perfect. Americans don't say fuck off that well. And obviously, he does that in an American accent and it just, it sounds great. Yeah. I didn't ask him to say that because I thought it was a bit basic, but I, uh, I regret that now.
1: I'm going to slightly break rank here. I love succession. Don't get me wrong. Michael, I, I'm sitting close enough to hit you from I here. don't think it's made the impact that people in the. London media bubble so you, think it has. So
2: you think it's a preaching to the choir situation, yeah, do I you? Yeah, think,
1: I think, you know, the people who love it are very vocal about it um, and a lot of them work in the media. But yeah. um, it gets tiny ratings, really, relatively. Sky, I mean, most things on Sky gets, Atlantic do, yeah. sadly, even true. though it's got many of the best TV shows in the world on it. Yeah. So it's brilliant and that shouldn't be underestimated, but it's not, you know, it, that, it gets like... Isn't know,
2: that true of many of the most influential shows, though? If you look at The Sopranos, for example, mm. didn't make a massive impact here at the time. Mm. Well, it, only of did, Actually, because
1: it was on, it got terrestrial repeats. Super it's late bit, bit, though on it Channel It really well on DVD and video. Yes, exactly.
2: And I wonder I'm if, not sure
1: if Succession is doing that I'm yet. I'm
2: wondering if Succession will be a slow burn and the ripple effect and I the influence so. on other shows
0: will be. It's that writing. It's the. It fills the kind of hole left by the thick of it. Obviously some of the same writers cross over. It's, it's just, I don't know, that style of dialogue, it's unique to that kind of stable. They're just really good at writing Snarky, snitty dialogue. Yeah, it's not that broad and an appeal,
1: though, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's quite niche in a kind of way. I, I mean, we so. love it, but I'm not sure. You know, my mum does.
0: Look, literally in this studio. That's mm. it. That's its appeal. All right, right <laughs> mrs Brown. <laughs> <laughs> <Bloody Yeah. laughs>
1: but I th- what I do think, such has done, is I think HBO were really worried or you know nervous when they, when Game of Thrones finished. You know, and that didn't end terribly well for them. But that huge it? Yeah, yeah. show, huge show, and their big cash cow. Now, yeah,
2: which really did have a wider appeal. Yeah,
1: and I don't think these shows have that, but I think Succession and Watchmen, in different ways, have kind of filled the gap for HBO. You know mm. that they've been really critically adored this Those year, quality even brands, as everyone yeah. was kicking Game of Thrones, the final series. So yep. I think that, you know it's been good for them in that way.
2: I have managed to never see
0: an episode of Game of Thrones. Do you is know, that impressive or is that sad? I, can't, I know, it's fine, I think. I, I don't know about you. Did you go to all the launches and stuff, Michael? Did you Are go and people? see it from, like, <laughs> 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 not well, Welsh people. Um, no, did you see it from day one and just and just follow it through? Because I no. didn't pick it up really till. I used to go, I'm terrible. I used to go to the season launches, like, the big, like, there was the, the budgets were ridiculous. They had huge premieres, didn't they, in, like, mm. the Tower of London or the Guildhall or somewhere incredible mm. with flaming torches and people on horses and stuff. Um And I'd see one episode and go, ah, yes. And then never watch it again. But on season four, I think, I went to that launch and went, oh, this is actually quite... And it's so... it, they're so relentlessly recappy that you really can watch it at any point in the can 18 you? series and just go, oh, okay, I think I know what's going on. Because they explain everything, not in an irritating way. It's actually a really well-made thing, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, it's a great thing. Um, and I wouldn't have gone for dragons and all that stuff, but well, actually...
2: this is the problem. I'm fantasy genre averse. It's mostly shagging
0: and fighting, whole, it's fine. literature, in TV, in films, I'm, I'm not, not into
1: Yeah, I'd run <laughs> a mar from a hobbit.
0: No, it's fine. And yet we're friends.
1: They never catch up with you because of course I've got, you got the hairy legs. feet. I don't think. <laughs> I <mean. laughs>
0: but no, it's yeah, it's 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 a, it's a good old thing. But it, oh, anything that's like more than about four series, we had this conversation about The Sopranos. I will do it. I have to do it. I know I have to do it. But if there's something you've missed and it's gone to eight series, you just look at the the sheer weight of what's in front of you and go, I can't do it. There's too much else to watch, and so I rarely go back. It's daunting, but um, I'm going, apparently Deadwood. I know, and The Sopranos. I know. I've got to. I've got still
2: to watch waiting for you in The Sopranos, Julia. I know. A-side. I'm coming. So Irritated.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It is the <laughs> best but the, show ever. The beauty of Succession is if the, the uh, lovely viewers who are listening right now and want to catch up. It's only 20 episodes, so yeah. it's, it's sort of doable at this In fact, stage. But isn't it
0: two lots of eight, even? Is it even less than I that? I think it's two
1: lots of ten, isn't it? I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm probably. probably yeah,
0: yeah, no, you think you're right. And what are you, but back, manageable. Back
2: to your point about the media bubble. So you, Michael Hogan, write about television for The Telegraph, do lots of light entertainment stuff and mm. so on. Is it...
0: She's calling you a lightweight. Carry on.
2: <laughs> is it landing <laughs> with your viewers, succession, or are you not getting that feedback?
1: Uh, oh, um, well, it's, you know... I did. Viewers I did. The, you I don't did, talk to your readers, do you,
0: Michael? <laughs> do you I do actually. I that did the,
1: So I did the top ten TV shows of the year this week, and, ah. and it was in like it was number three or four or something. It was, I think, it's going to be number one in the Guardian's or number two. I would expect, behind yeah, Fleabag. almost certainly, yeah. But what I do know is that when you run an article on Succession online it doesn't do that well Interesting. Relatively, because it's it ha- just doesn't have the numbers t- yeah. uh, you know sadly yes, I don't I know think if I'm giving away trade secrets there
0: well I mean I don't know how many subscribers there are to Sky now but they're the only people who can just watch it without effort otherwise it's now TV it's I think that obviously DVDs are coming out now but it's quite hard to stumble across it unless you're it's a brilliant thing you know it's the-
1: well worth investing in oh, God, a, exactly. you know a now TV pass for the for Christmas or a, a DVD or something and you'll absolutely love it and you'll become totally obsessed within about four episodes yeah
0: agreed it's the only thing I think I've ever watched where there isn't a redeeming... There's no nice characters, are there? And normally no. that puts me and, right and off... And yet, that, I
2: think the one thing that is quite relatable about Succession is that most people seem to be able to identify their role in their family. Absolutely. According it is, to it's, the characters. A, exactly.
0: Any good show is How a are family. You? Are you shiv? Oh, yeah, I guess. You are a bit shivvy, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, that, I mean that in a nice way. I
2: mean, have got my <laughs> shit together. I've got lots of brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I've got lots of brothers, and um, so I've got four brothers, and I am the one with kind of their shit together, and I yeah. suppose I'm the rebel. I'm
1: Cousin Greg, aren't I?
2: <laughs>
0: oh, bless <bloody laughs> I want to ruffle your hair. I don't know who I am, then, God. Think I'm the, I think I'm the scary wife, Logan's scary wife. Love you, oh, so yeah. The, the one I who always has that, amazing, Marcia, profound Marcia. things to say. Yeah. <laughs> Logan. <laughs> <I'm> but, <her. laughs>
1: uh, yeah, if you read The Guardian, you'd think Succession was the biggest TV show on sure. air. Sure, yeah,
0: that's always the way, like you said, the, the silly old bubble
1: we inhabit. I, it?
2: Think, I think its impact, though, will be seen in more mainstream mainstream television, and that's often the way with those things. In time to come, there'll be
1: succession-y things coming along. Exactly. More dynastic shit. uh, And
2: writers given a bit more space and a bit more room, hopefully. Like The
1: Apprentice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, please let
2: this be the last series. It's the
1: final tonight. Haven't watched
2: Um, a second of it.
0: So happy. I feel free.
2: So, uh, for the first time ever since the very first episode of The Apprentice, I have skipped the entire series. Mm -hmm. But my husband and I did check in, and my youngest son... Did check in with the interview episode because it's just too good, isn't it? Was
1: Claude giving them a grilling? No, he's not. He, he's not allowed Claude. now. He is he moved to his He must still be the, able to. No, Claude to Grilled. Grill.
2: Yeah, yeah. Claude Grilled, and of course Mike Mike Suter. Like Suter. Uh, and that brilliant, fashion-y
1: lady with the kind of glasses, who, who's sort of like withering. What's her name? I
2: love both the ladies. Actually, you know the They're one, with good. the sort
1: of like the kind is of sort of glamorous kind of older. Yes, I get the impression. Fashion, isn't she? Like, High street fashion. I think it's probably
2: fair to say Brassy. I
0: get the impression. They, and I mean that as a
1: compliment, frankly. I, mean, I, think, again, I think they asked
0: of, Sally and then, they, and then Sally said no. She so they sort of got puts her, her
1: kind of horn-rimmed specs on and peers down <laughs> at her CV and then takes her specs off quite slowly and looks up and then just delivers my, like a, uh, a body my blow. F- my
2: favourite, regarding what Julia Race had just said about me, <laughs> my favourite agent inquiry ever, ever, ever was my agent several years ago got an email from some TV producers in Canada Asking whether I might potentially be interested in being one of the sharks in the Shark Tank, which is their Dragons Den. Oh, wow! And, An um, <laughs> and I became hysterical <laughs> with my husband because it's like, well, I don't have money to invest, and no. I know nothing whatsoever about business. Let <laughs> me tell you where I am. My little I'm
1: pile nuts. of money they give you—you you could just take that and. <laughs> it's like God
2: bless you for thinking that I have piles of cash that I can oh. shoulder the weight of your business. They and called your mad you invention. the
0: well-struck. Dragon, Sally. Yeah. It would have been the Welsh Deborah maiden. They probably just had that slot ready to fill, and you let them down. The it, was, it, it was one of the most extraordinary requests I've ever had.
2: <laughs> Obviously, I really wanted to go to Toronto yeah. and just audition, just because it was so funny. But um, oh, I, had to, I had to cut Dragon's it off. den?
1: can I get hold of? God. You uh, know,
2: well, uh, the guardian a sort of Welsh
1: beauty writer.
2: Well, weirdly <laughs> I have an audience in Canada, so my books come out in Canada, and um, okay. mm. when I go over there for publicity, I do have an audience there, but what I don't have is business acumen and money. So yeah. <laughs> well, you clearly exude, the, the details. You exude those,
1: even if you don't have them, Honestly. <laughs> no, I, I obviously look
2: super rich. Uh, um, the other thing that happened uh, this year, which was very pleasing to me, is that uh, Madonna came back with an album called Madame X, so... Let's hear her first single from that now.
3: And I woke up in Medellin. The sun was caressing my skin.
2: That was Madonna, of course. No, um, annual roundup is complete without Madonna, and I'm glad I've had a new track oh. to share. Seeing her in January, Giddy as Nine Kippers. Oh, was that the theatre tour thing where she's doing like the Palladium? Palladium. Oh, that's going
0: right? to be nice. Hasn't she been
1: a bit crook recently?
2: Uh, yeah, so she cancelled two tours a few weeks back because she had a knee injury, but Madonna being Madonna, she's obviously now kind of... Dancing on a stump. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm very, very excited about that. That's, that's um, a nice venue as that's well. That's at the end her. of January.
0: Very nice. Exactly,
2: once in a lifetime opportunity. And that's all we'll I did for the money we paid. Oh, God, really? Um, another really great thing that happened this year that I think took us all by surprise, although I think we knew in the media that she had it in
0: her Lorraine <laughs> Kelly went rogue. <sighs> Loved this it's so much. It's been a beautiful thing, hasn't it? This mm. was my cultural highlight of the year. I mean, I'm talking about really high culture now, obviously.
1: She assumed um, her true self. Didn't she, she, she did. <laughs> I, I
3: think as you she, said, she is totally. like
1: that. <laughs> totally.
0: You don't get to be uh, at the top of your game, whatever your game happens to be. Her game is, you know, breakfast television. She's the only one. Like she's the cockroach in the nicest way, the cockroach of the apocalypse. Like. Lorraine Kelly will never lose that job, and uh, she's no, been there for a long true. time. And but she has this lovely, lovely, lovely. She's such a lovely lady. She's super um, smiley inside. Just been a millimetre below the surface. She is steel and fire. And um, yeah, she's. I don't know if it's just being a bit older. She just. She's. It started to leak out, and it's beautiful. So, yeah, she had a go at Jennifer Arcuri, who, frankly, somebody who willingly slept with Boris Johnson deserves everything she does. Um, Allegedly. (laughs) Mine just snapped shut. Um, Mm -hmm. But
2: anyway, yeah, so she... uh, (laughs) My fanny has literally fallen off at
1: the (laughs) front And burst into
0: flames on the... the, It's It's currently
1: scuttling out of Soho Radio (laughs) down Broadwick Street. I'm sorry about that spectacle for all the
0: Christmas shoppers outside. But she... um, So this is a two-stage thing. Before we get to Jennifer Arcuri and whatever she may or may not have done, um, a few months before that, Estimates Was on the main GMB sofa doing an interview, or maybe she was? Was she remotely? Was she down the line or something? She was down the line, and she was talking to Piers and Susanna. That's right. So they kind of wrapped up an interview with her, and then Piers, obviously knowing there's history there. Uh, and he's a dick, and I don't like him. But this was funny. Uh, prodded Lorraine when they were go- throwing over to her to say what's coming up on your your slot later. And to
2: give it some context here, Esther McVeigh, as many of you may remember, was a yes. kind of mainstream daytime TV presenter. I think she presented that religious program on yeah. Sunday on yeah, the BBC. Yeah, yeah. She, presented days, yeah, yeah. she presented a bit of she presented GMTV yeah. back in the day. Always, always in a slightly junior role to Lorraine, much to her. Always, shagma. she was a bit
0: locum. Was not yes, she? Yes, she very much was. Um, so, <laughs> so they throw to Lorraine. <laughs> <and Slightly laughs>
1: <laughs> Lynn Folds Wood On the packing Hey, he loved a bit of Lynn Folds <laughs> no, no, she's In fact, both of your Lorraine Kelly accents were veering dangerously close <laughs> to, to and, and the, it's the best to Vic and bob Watch joke talk. of all time.
2: True or false, Lynn Folds Wood. <laughs> <laughs> it is the
1: best joke of all
3: time. Oh,
2: God. But but there is anyway, True or False Jeremy Irons. Go on. So Piers said to Lorraine as he
0: threw over to her, um, You remember Esther, don't you, uh, Lorraine? She uh, you used to work together. She was like, uh, uh, and she was, she was caught on the hop and rather than say yes and I didn't like her obviously she's a professional she wouldn't do that she just went I don't really remember I, just, <laughs> I don't really remember and, she, and her face was like the cloud the thunder clouds had gathered behind her eyes and she was just a uh, she made it obvious she hated her without saying a single word and it was classy as fuck and I loved it um, throw forward to a couple of months later Jennifer Arcuri, um does a very unsatisfying interview with Piers and Susanna again down the line
1: again remote studio no no she's in the studio
0: oh was she in the studio I thought she was down the line okay no, thank no, you no, she, mm, um, anyway Has doesn't point matter point to Ravenclaw go okay. on, <laughs> on damn it damn it
1: Five Hufflepuff, points Hufflepuff you've got it all
3: to do <laughs> <laughs> how do you pick me
0: as Hufflepuff without, that's so annoying I'm you, clearly Hufflepuff you definitely are Jesus. Hufflepuff badges forever anyway so um, uh, so where are we yes Arcuri finishes the interview she does. She basically just obfuscates for five minutes says nothing reveals nothing and it's really irritating but they just close it and then they go to Lorraine and Lorraine just looks pissed off like really pissed off in a way that Lorraine doesn't usually so I mean it's slowly leaking out it's like an angry teddy bear she's got proper cat's bum mouth has not she and then uh, then she said well that was yeah and she said something like oh that was a bit pointless wasn't it it's like oh Lorraine's Lorraine's blood is up this is exciting and then they kind of said what what do you mean and meanwhile the studio's going cut back to Jennifer cut back to Jennifer Jennifer's earpieces going we're back to you we're back to you and and suddenly it's uh, that she's basically saying, "Why did you do that? What was the point of giving an yeah. interview? We're not going to answer any questions. What's the point of coming on if you don't want to say anything?" And there was yeah, it? So exactly
1: <laughs> I mean, it yeah, 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 yeah. was for man once she over the garden fence. But I don't then our looked like, really startled, like she sort of sat forward and kind of go, "I'm sorry, what?" Like she couldn't really understand her accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also the, <laughs> the
2: audacity of this Scottish below yeah. stairs yeah. kind of <laughs> presenter.
0: It was just really yeah, really funny and really and interestingly, I know there's always got to be a backlash before things even happen now, but on. Twitter, there were, there were as many people saying, good on you, Lorraine, well done for calling her, as people completely taking a reverse position and saying, well, it's really unprofessional, she shouldn't have done that, and she wasn't really... saying, no, I'm sorry, the woman, the woman has had some kind of obvious association with Boris Johnson and is riding the publicity now. And, and is making like, the cash. Fair, fair enough. You know, she puts her head above the parapet because she wants the attention and the money. Uh, she might get asked a difficult question. Now, also, to by that Lorraine po- Kelly. to that
2: point about people calling her unprofessional on Twitter... I think, and I suspect you two agree, having seen her in action, she's a very good journalist, Lorraine Kelly. Oh, yeah. oh, God, yeah. Yes. In that she is ostensibly super smiley and light-hearted and sweet, but yeah. she does dig, she does drill down yeah. when she's interviewing people and she doesn't really let go. And she's got this very chirpy expression it's the quite whole time. It's disarming, she, isn't it? It yeah, is yeah. disarming. And I actually like think that her breeze. technique is is kind of genius. Yeah. She, um, a couple of months ago, I was invited to the Women of the Year lunch and um, it was like really kind of incredible audience. Everybody there. It was a, it was a lunch for four hundred women. I'm not being indiscreet because it was a, you know it was it was talked hmm. about a lot in publicity, and Lorraine Kelly show sponsors one of the awards there. And uh, Theresa May was there, who I actually walked in with because I was late. Oh, my God. And oh, Theresa May Like was, mates. Yeah. Like you just
1: slept with each other. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. At the office
2: it. party. <laughs> oh, no, we bumped into other. You go five time. steps ahead or people will gossip. <laughs> um, I walked in with Theresa May, and um, as one does, and took our respective seats. And uh, Lorraine Kelly came on to announce the winner of her, you know, public phone-in mm. vote or whatever for winner of the year. And she was terrific. I I feel relatively confident in saying she'd had a couple of drinks, was nice. in no way tipsy, but she'd had a couple, I think. Mm-hmm. And she came on stage and she couple said...
3: couple of buckfasts. Yeah. <laughs> she said um,
2: very, very uh, candidly, she said, I'm so... Something along the lines of, I'm so pleased to be here because this year has been horrible. It's been so disgusting and appalling. Mm. Um, The political situation is so appalling, and I'm fed up of it. And here I am at this great occasion honouring people who actually deserve honouring, or whatever. It it was something along those lines, and it was really quite thrilling. You could hear a gasp, you know, of people going, "Oh, TV's Lorraine Kelly (laughs) has obviously had a gobful.
0: Like (laughs) he's obviously had an absolute gobful." I think we're going to see more of this. I feel like the falling down moment. Well. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be happening in slow motion, but you know she's she's controlling it. She's still a professional. I like little leaks of the of the inner rage, the inner fury. I, I think, think so. she's going to she's going to go like did properly
1: like that bloke in um in the uh, Manhunter film, and she's going to take her shirt off and there's going to be a massive <laughs> dragon tattoo <laughs> on her back.
2: I'm, what what do you think about <laughs> Julia <laughs> Rayside's <laughs> observation?
1: <laughs> I'm in
2: agreement with Julia Rayside's observation that she's basically unsackable. Do, do you oh, think, think actually, she's so totally. bedded into well, British uh, culture? Weirdly, I, I,
1: I yeah, I don't think this is a name-droppy thing to say, because it's quite a, you know, it's not the biggest name, but I interviewed, okay, I interviewed it's Kay it's Burley yesterday for the Observer. Did you? For the observer. She's been good over the election. She's been great, she's been great, yeah. so that's why we were doing it. was sort a of good like, moment, actually. Yeah. We're not talking about
3: politics. But Sadness yeah, in was... his eyes. <laughs> <is it? Yeah.
1: laughs> I asked her about that, actually. <laughs> did you? Yes, oh, yeah.
2: So did give you us some say? context on that, so it's not a mad soundbite of just Okay,
1: well, when the 2015 Paris terror attacks happened, Kay Burley tweeted a picture of a golden labrador in paris (laughs) Um, sitting sitting near one of the uh, near one of the the sites and tweeted sadness in his eyes.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was some, it was the hard hitting journalism um, we were all looking
1: for. And, um, it. and it's become <laughs> it's become a kind of real meme since. And every every time you know I see it at least once a day now, someone would always yeah. tweet sadness in her eyes. It's oh, become a thing. And it, you know, and often Boris Johnson weirdly looks a bit like the dog. So <laughs> <Yeah>. the, so <laughs> yeah, 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 when yeah. things yeah. went wrong for him during the election campaign, <laughs> <laughs> up, up sadness in his eyes would pop.
0: And she made Peter Andre cry. Um, so are you able to give us a
2: sneak preview of? What what she said when you asked her Go about on. it
1: recently Uh yes yeah, she was she was fairly unrepentant about it I thought she'd sort of be a little bit embarrassed that it became a thing and she, she said "And she, well, she said you know dogs do feel emotion and I, I thought that dog looked sad and it probably <laughs> was sad
0: he sensed the sadness of the humans around yeah. him and but anyway
1: she was saying and
0: dogs do have soul it's true
1: yeah, that she is she has done the most hours of live television of any broadcaster.
2: Wow, is in, that In the true? UK, Kate Burley has,
1: which is extraordinary. Yeah. Um, that really is. Followed by Lorraine Kelly and Damon sure. Holmes fairly close behind. Sure. So I think after all, you know, so we're talking about Lorraine Kelly, I think you... You don't get that. You don't get to do that many hours of live TV unless you're really good at no. it, and unless you. In, and you and think how much she's learned easy. along the way. Do you yeah. know what I mean? She she, she takes no shit, uh, uh, Lorraine Kelly.
0: Absolutely, no, no. She's she's one of our finest. I, and I and I do. I, I've had friends say, oh no, I don't think she's a very nice person. But
2: oh I, she, no, she is. I've met her. She yeah, is. She's totally. Lovely.
0: But I think well, I think what they mean Excellent is I well. can <laughs> see. Um, yeah, no, no. My, my husband has a story about that. It was Ooh. on this morning, so it's fine. But she was sitting in for Fern and Phil, maybe whatever, with. Jeremy Kyle, weirdly, and my husband and his writing partner had written a book, and it was, they were on this morning. So, uh, the, so Lorraine, and they were beguiled by her, and she was lovely. They did their interview with her; it was lovely. They came off, and then Robert Downey Jr. was on next, so he was like sort of ferried in. And uh, they'd been on their best behaviour. Their, their book title had swearing in it, so they couldn't show the cover on. on they, were, they were being very, very kind of like trying to watch what they were saying. And he came and sat down, and she said something about, "Can I just see that's a lovely sweater? And he's like, "Only if I can say you've got great tits." <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I'd have been happy wow. with that. I'd have yeah. Been, I mean, th- hashtag me too, but I would have been happy with that. But
2: I, I feel that Lorraine
0: would probably. Be I think it, she'd
2: be
1: interested. Oh, she'd have given a that little coquettish giggle, wouldn't she? She'd have down the list. Absolutely. If one man complimented so my bus. So, <laughs> I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we're investigating looky like. I
2: think. <laughs> when people uh, suggest that Lorraine Kelly is not that nice in real life, what they're really saying is she's not like her persona on no, screen. you can and, see, and of course she's not. And she's I got think she successfully argued and, this yeah, in yeah, her yeah, court case. Absolutely. She, she successfully argued that there is a Lorraine Kelly on telly, yeah. and that's a persona, and it's part of her, but not all of her. But then I like the fact that
0: this this year is the year where the, where the two personas are starting to bleed into one another. Yeah, yeah. that for me, as watching broadcasting get, happen in live, Lorraine was very Kelly exciting. like
1: took her Lorraine Kelly mask oh, off. Yes, and, it's it's. Uh, a it was a glorious thing. thing. Yeah. But
2: you know, yeah. she's she's not a shiny floor TV presenter. She's a journalist who became a TV mm-hmm. presenter. And I do think that that creeps through more than yeah. perhaps we give her credit for. I that agree. is Kay
1: Burley, actually. Kay Burley started work on her local newspaper at age 17. It's the and late. It's the main later, story, isn't it? it? It's, it's a well trodden yeah, path absolutely. for those sorts
2: of TV
0: yeah. presenters. Yeah,
1: particularly in the early days of like you know Sky News and TVAM and stuff. They they found their team at, on, from the local press. And it's that
0: grounding that means they do know what to do on live TV when something doesn't go to plan. They they are professionals. They make it look easy, and they're easy to take the pee out of. But they make it look and they can, and
1: easy. they and they're able to flip to proper news when it happens. You Completely. know, sort of people like that. You know, Diana dies or nine eleven happens. Yeah you kind of want someone who knows what they're doing, don't Hopefully. you? You don't want, I don't know, whoever, <laughs> Philip Schofield. <laughs> George <Yeah. Black. laughs> Oh,
0: it's really sad. Oh, boom shanker. phone
2: So when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, one of my other favourite stories of the year, and I know it's also one of Julia Rayside's. We're going to talk about The Rise of Lizzo Oh, this heck, year. Yes. So let's hear a bit of Lizzo to um, wet our beaks.
3: I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you
0: feelin'? Head toss, check my nails, baby, how you feelin'? Oh child, tired of the bullshit, gone, dust your shoulders
3: off. Keep it moving, yes,
2: Lord, trying to get some music. That was good as hell by Rizzo, featuring Ariana Grande. Um All the records today are the best of the year. Please don't complain about the fact that Good As Hell came out in 2016 because it was actually re-released and re-recorded with Ariana Grande in October. So it does count. Um, I think it came out in 2016 originally, but because Lizzo's incredible uh, rise to prominence this year means that there have uh, been some re-releases and some revisits to the back catalogue and that was re-recorded. What a banger. Total
0: banger. Any it, record that talks about checking your nails, <laughs> it, I mean, man. it's written for you. They're on fleek. Yeah. <laughs> that she's, my, I mean, mine are, mine are shameful, but it doesn't matter. Uh, my toenails are pretty good, but you can't see them. Um, I'm averting my eyes. Please don't look. Uh, but yes, Lizzo, uh, they, obviously this has been the year of Lizzo. It's really nice if you follow her on Instagram, which millions of people do now. Um, she's She's just genuinely delighted to be here, has worked at this for clearly a long time. And if you have, I think went to Juilliard originally. just right. Studied
2: flute at Juilliard is a really incredible flautist. classical yeah.
0: musician. She's absolutely amazing. She's beautiful. She's incredibly sassy. She's all all the curves and all the clever tone. as and just and open her opens her mouth and that voice comes out. She's just. Ridiculously talented. She's everything. I'm sorry to say it, that I wish Beyonce were, but she isn't because she's not as good as Lizzo. Uh, they're not in competition, but in my head, they are. They're fighting and Lizzo's winning. I just, well, uh, I I do, I just follow her on talking...
1: Instagram. Seven million followers she's got. Okay, yeah. so impressive. when I first
0: oh. started following Lizzo on Instagram, I
2: think she had fewer followers than me. I think she oh. had a really small number God, of that followers. Is low. I know. She had, I know, <laughs> three. Lizzo. She had, three. Um, no, she had, I remember following her and she had something like 70,000 followers and, um, our mutual friend Catlin said, oh, you must, you, you must get into Lizzo. She's amazing. And yeah. I started following her. She had relatively few followers for someone who's actually famous. And um, now she just completely rules the world. And yeah. it's funny, uh, my friend uh, Nicola, her daughter Edie, is completely obsessed with Lizzo. And months ago, I bought Edie some tickets to see Lizzo in Manchester. Uh, because she was so desperate to see her, and I bought them for her birthday. And they went the other day, and Nick obviously took her daughter and said to me afterwards you know, there is no way she can ever play that kind of venue again. It was mayhem. So obviously when the tour was announced, Mm. she was Mm. in a relatively small venue and it was total mayhem because by then she was effectively the biggest pop star in the world and it was just absolute mayhem. I
0: I went to the Brixton Academy gig. Yeah. Um, So same tour. So same thing. And um, yeah, bought tickets when uh, just, you know, uh, she was pretty popular by then and she started to, People like Beyoncé had been standing side of stage at her American gig Sometimes, like she was becoming like a celebrity's favourite, which is always kind was of it was, that, was Glastonbury it Glastonbury? Was she
2: it Glastonbury this year? Was that she last was year? at Glastonbury this year, and, and that, this was, that, country, that was a big breakout what, moment for her over here. I yeah, think yeah, for here it was. It was, yeah. Huge it was for her. yeah, yeah. So I, she was the person. She Lizzo and Stormzy were the two people that I most wanted to see at Glastonbury yeah. this year. They were the people where it's like I'm not going to miss a minute. I have to be there for those two. Yeah. <laughs> And obviously you see other bands, but you always go with a shopping list of of people you cannot miss. And she and Stormzy were on there. And she had previously played Glastonbury. And as she said on stage, her first Glastonbury performance, there were like a couple of hundred people there. She'd played some little tent somewhere. Yeah, And she was really... Those festival performances where you know how much it means to the artist are the best, aren't they? Yeah, you know, yeah. when when people are really overwhelmed. Craig David the the two years before was incredible. Oh, as I think a well. lot of, a lot of
1: yeah. sets are about like at Glastonbury like that, aren't they? That's the brilliant the thing ones. about it. Yeah, yeah,
2: the best ones are because when we'd seen Craig David a couple of years before, it was such. I'm I'm not. Uh, particularly a Craig David girl, but there was such goodwill in the audience. Did he play on
1: Friday, then play again on Saturday? (laughs) All (laughs) of that. He was making love on Sunday, so he (laughs) could...
2: But, you know, know, I think with Craig David, there was an audience of people knowing that his career had effectively been destroyed by an unfunny comedy sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was such goodwill in the room, because he is really talented. He is massively Mm. talented, and I think it meant so much to him. And so just with Lizzo, when she said, last time I played here, a couple of hundred people came to see me... People were so thrilled for her, and she absolutely delivered. I have never seen such a mixed crowd at a Glastonbury performance. Yeah. It was um, multiracial. It was um, there were lots of gay people there. There were lots of gay men there wearing their uh, wedding veils. Oh, I love uh, that. There the were sunglasses of,
3: with the there wedding.
2: Were, <laughs> there were lots of kids there. There were <laughs> lots of older people there. It was like a proper kind of family moment. Yeah. And she absolutely delivered. And as Julia says, she's funny, you know? Really like she's funny. got a yeah, good yeah. Oh, her sense banter of between
0: songs is excellent too. And her,
1: and her, so and her dancers are really cool as well. And they, there's her like a proper girls. Back. Oh, the yeah. big girls are gorgeous. So the big just... girls,
2: she shouted out on Instagram for the big girls. So I remember she posted on Instagram one day asking for big girls coming to audition oh. to be her dancers. And she found them on Instagram. I very
0: much want to be a big girl, Sally. <laughs> I think and the, I've got the qualifications.
2: They're, they're incredible dancers. She's an incredible dancer. She's a brilliant songwriter, fantastic singer. She has
0: the songs to back it up so importantly. She's not just a thing that is. Not like just somehow, a movement. Yeah. yeah. She has well, she's a incredible proper pop star, isn't she? She's kinda
1: she like a real like pop stars should be. She's like larger yeah. than life. But
2: she would be on the cover of Smash Hits back in the day. Yeah. That yeah. you know, she's yeah.
0: she's a proper, proper pop star. I've never been to a gig with such a loud crowd, like a unified, it was mostly female at Books and Academy. Obviously, Feel a cu- good, A happy. couple of boyfriends, but I have never heard a crowd l- almost louder than the amplified people on stage. It was quite overwhelming. And Beatles just, in
2: Berlin vibes.
0: Yes, yeah. For every song, like the, not screaming out, just singing along with her. It felt like like so inclusive and so lovely. I think
2: you know. It's a danger, isn't it, with pop stars because you don't want to overanalyze because they are just great. She is just, she just makes brilliant records. She looks great. She's funny, all of that. But it does mean more with Lizzo because I know from talking to teenage girls about Lizzo that she matters to them yeah. a huge amount in a way that other female pop stars haven't necessarily touched them. She represents something that we don't get to see enough
0: of. It's not like a token thing, like, oh, you don't fit that tiny little. Ariana Grande kind of size six, kind of smooth-skinned baby look. Like she is, she is beautiful. just unquestionably beautiful. And maybe if she wasn't, she wouldn't be where she is. But my God, you, someone like her doesn't just fall into that career. And she's had to really work for it and she rep- she's up there representing something you don't get to see. I think is Billie Eilish is similar,
1: up? isn't she? She meets yeah, Eilish, lots of girls fab, in a, in a, a sort of a different, different way yeah. because she doesn't she in a she doesn't play the kind of sexy game in a different way.
2: No, and to, she I mean she did something, um Billie Eilish and she's coming up later on the playlist. But um Billie Eilish said at Glastonbury, which I thought was so brilliant, um, I think after the first song or something, she said, "Okay, so that was the first song. You've taken loads of pictures. The second song, you can take loads of pictures, and then I'm going to ask you to stop taking pictures because I nice. just think we want to be in the moment." Yeah, and that's so true because the worst thing about modern gigs is people filming god, yeah. the whole basket of god. cameras. Oh my, god. oh my god! I was, I was a little footage I, to, again. I, was, to, I had to leave the
0: Chemical Brothers because everyone yeah, was just filming them. the whole them. thing. And I once sat, I went to see David Byrne on that amazing tour. You did too, right? and I went to see um, I managed to get seats really near the front it was really exciting and um uh, the, There's a couple from Utrecht sat next to me, a man and a woman who were there together, and they were both filming every song. Like, but as one as a backup, the whole thing's on the internet because David Burns very like, I don't mind you filming, film away, I don't care. But but literally two people from the same household, like stop it, one of you, please. It just it drives me mental. You yeah, you can't uh, see but, past but, their
2: but, uh, freaking. Take a couple also, of pictures
1: eating... and then put the fucking yeah, thing away, which yeah. is
2: what Billie Eilish said. Take take pictures. You you know the implication being we know that your mates want to see that yeah. you're here and stuff. That's fine, but. But then stop.
0: Part of our culture, but it's it's even
2: more maddening at at Glastonbury in particular because I turned around to a bloke at the Chemical Brothers who'd been (laughs) filming the whole thing. I'd watched, I'd watched the first twenty minutes through his video. Well, I'd watched (laughs) the first twenty minutes through his iPhone, and I turned to him and I said, "This is literally on telly. You can (laughs) you can literally (laughs) go home and download it on iPlayer and see it filmed properly, and you could just enjoy the gig." What did he say? Well, I spoke to I spoke to him about it, and then I spoke to my son about it afterwards, and he said, "Oh, he just wanted." To his friends to know he was there, but it's like, as Hogan nope, says, take nope. a couple of pictures, yeah, you don't need use to. your brain. My, who's going to
1: watch that footage ever again? Especially, as you say, when it's on telly. But Film what, it off the telly when you when you download it, that'd be better.
2: But the reason I go down this rabbit hole is what was absolutely fascinating about Lizzo was that people weren't filming in anything like mm. the quantities that they were. Almost at the other like, like they were live event them. Them. <laughs> <Most of themselves laughs> and immersing themselves. Exactly, fun. exactly. Because they wanted to just... Be there, and yeah. there was a real, like Julia says, there was a real kind of family spirit. There was, there was a collective.
0: She wants you to get together. She does that. It was very cheesy, but very, very sweet. And what really made her Glastonbury gig, when she got everyone to say, "I love you, you're beautiful, yes. you can do anything," yeah. and it was like the most un-British. Like, oh no, if anybody else had done lovely. it, probably the whole of the field would just turned their backs and walked away. And it was so delightful. She wants everyone to feel good. She about also themselves, She also did that brilliant moment. I don't know it. if she
2: did at your gig where she said, um, she said. You know that big girls get laid, right? Yes!
0: <laughs> I bet they do. Jeez.
2: And she They're sort of beautiful. gave people a lecture about this assumption that big girls yeah. don't get laid that was so funny and the song about Where the Hell's My
0: Phone. <laughs> <laughs> she um, is a good, a good thing in a dark world and I love her.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely been her year. Um, another act, which I'm sure Michael Hogan won't object to, um, I went to a secret gig about two months ago that was definitely in my top three gigs of all time. The Pet Shop Boys are back. This time they featured years and years, and this is Dreamland. Hmm. <laughs> That was got to keep on by the Chemical Brothers. And before that, we had the Pets, I think. Time has ceased to have meaning. Was it the Pets? I think it
1: was. Pets and years and years. Uh,
2: Sally He's here. I am three sheets to the wind because it's Christmas. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I Packily still have uh, Michael Hogan and Julia Rayside here, TV critics, journalists, broadcasters. We also have Twins. The, <laughs> we also have the aforementioned Lauren Oakey
0: with us, who Ray! we talked about earlier. Hey. Dulcet tones. Bring your dulcet tones over to the mic, Lauren. Hello. <laughs> that, that, sorry, that she is more dulcet than that
3: suggested. <laughs> uh, so, throughout the year,
2: throughout the year, Lauren Oakey works diligently on this show. She does, and so we should give her props. Uh, she pulls together all the stories for us. And collects all the emails and does all the printouts that are in front of us so we know what we're talking about. So hurrah for Lauren. Lauren, you should have a drink just to catch don't up. Remember. Don't worry, way ahead of you. So we've I think she's been... done a bit much, actually.
1: <laughs> I think she should slow it down a bit.
2: <laughs> we've been talking um, about Lizzo and the incredible success... Rightly. She's had in 2019. Then we talked about uh, Chemical Brothers, who have a new album out this year, and who were also terrific at Glastonbury. But it was a real amazing feel-good story at Glastonbury, was there not, Michael Hogan?
1: Oh, Alex from Glasto. Alex Mann, who's, who's, who's an ordinary 15-year-old boy, I think from the West Country somewhere. I'm actually
2: excited that Julia Raso doesn't know this story. It so she amazing. So, Look at my blank face. <laughs> so he's just
1: like a little lad at Glastonbury, loving his life. I love him. I've got, got a little lad of my own. So. And Dave, the, uh, the UK rapper, has a song called Tiago Silva, which is about a French-Brazilian footballer who's, who's oh, quite a cult right. figure. Um, hang on,
0: hang on, and there was a T-shirt.
1: Yeah, and so he okay, said, anyone, "Who knows the words to Tiago Silva?" And Alex from Glasto in the crowd, sort of, all his mates started pointing at him, Aww. and he and he's actually wearing a Paris Saint Germain shirt with Tiago Silva's name on the back. Amazing. And if he hadn't been wearing that at that time, I don't think he would have, been, he would have got to go up on stage, but he did. and he's, So he came up on stage. And he was like this gawky little 15-year-old with a bucket hat and a football shirt and sort of, you know, slightly rubbish combat Very shorts Very much first one.
2: festival out the Aww. block. Yeah. <laughs> totally,
1: just celebrating his GCSE mock results or something. <laughs> And then and and so and so him and Dave had a quick kind of conference and he went so do you know the words and he was like yeah yeah I've got this don't worry like that and Dave's like all right wow. and then he just the busted out this word perfect well he did it yeah he yeah was good. he
2: did he did it
0: perfectly yeah. oh. like Dave was
1: actually in awe I'm like not a, his mum but I'm so it was proud. amazing and and, and obviously the, the, it was euphoric reaction to the crowd oh, and then moment. Dave from. Alex from Glasto started trending on Twitter and he became a... There's no
0: suggestion this was a setup. Not at all, not at all. Listen to my
2: horrible cynical backlashy hard thing. But you know what? You raised an important point because, of course, It was broadcast on the BBC. Everybody just absolutely loved it for the beautiful thing it was. And then inevitably, the Twitter snark said, oh, it's set up, oh, he's He's an actor, he's not really 15, (laughs) oh, he's an adult. But you know what was wonderful about it? Twitter wasn't wasn't having it. Twitter stamped it out. That's good. But Twitter was like, absolutely not. You don't get to take this moment of magic from us. You know that I didn't happen, dudes. You know, I, it didn't I can't bear
1: the I didn't happen dudes. The, the, the worst people on the internet. The didn't
2: happen dudes are the worst people on the mm. internet. Whenever you say anything that is a little moment of magic or loveliness in the world, they rush in and go, didn't
0: happen, didn't yeah. happen, did Lovely, fulfilled people having a good time. <laughs>
2: and, you know, you say something about your kids or you say something about some funny little moment as you're mulling about your kind of quotidian existence. And they go, it didn't happen, it didn't happen. Oh, and, of course, they came out in droves for Alex Those at Clasto. But Twitter wasn't having it. Twitter said, no, this is just a beautiful thing. And it was so obviously sincere. It was a lovely communal moment. And then
1: then he became such a cult figure that people started then spotting him in the crowd at (laughs) other... sets that weekend and sort of screen grabbing it on he the video he yeah. was having yeah. it he having it like, hang on, of hang on. people are like sort of you know pausing Stormzy and kind of go
3: isn't that alex from
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> still in the bucket hat and the slightly grimy tiago shirt he hasn't had a shower
3: you... in four
2: days bless him like, he's trying your... to keep a pooing <laughs> <laughs> oh god and
0: Where does your he's life touching go socks that, like... i believe the phrase <laughs> is <laughs> His life has already peaked. Like, I, don't, I hope it hasn't. No, like, no. Well, he did you, you know, go from that?
1: Short-lived it fame. Indeed. So he, he did a lot of... Um, he did some interviews sort of after Glastonbury. And he was very sort of self-effacing about it do you know what I mean he was like Sweetie. exactly the sort of yeah. sweet lad that you'd want him to be he wasn't in any way yeah. like a sort of fame-seeking wannabe he no. was just like no, oh, I've got to go back to school now but it was really cool yeah, yeah, and I love Dave and I'm relieved I didn't forget the words and gorgeous. all that kind of stuff. and,
2: and so Thiago Silva um, messaged him yeah
1: yeah yeah and he was his he footballing him. hero oh, oh, But just amazing awesome. kind of massive Brazilian kind of craggy defender who sometimes wears like a Phantom of the Opera mask because wow. he's got like a fractured cheekbone uh-huh. or something so he's just like a really cool just footballer curious. to be into, so like quite a cult figure. So yeah. Tiago
2: Silva messaged Alex from Glasto, Um as he was preparing for a big match. It was a, a semi-final of something important. I don't know enough about football. Um, messaged him and, congr- and congratulated, That's why I love you. He congratulated him on his performance and asked for his number to speak over the phone. Oh, my goodness. And so goodness. Uh, we don't know what happened after that, but... Um, but Alex People said, good, I haven't spoken People to him yet, but we're in different time zones. I'm not oh. really sure what I'll say to him. I really like him as a player, so I'll probably just say that. Oh, crikey. Well, it sounds like it couldn't have happened it was a, real, a nice. It advantage. was a magical it was just a moment, a thoroughly it? lovely boy. Well done, Alex's mm. parents. You've done a lovely job. And, of course, then there were loads <laughs> of kind of, you know, the, there was a woke storm onto it as saying, oh well it's it's black grime music and he's white, of course only really objected to by white middle class people I and take it back to <laughs> <and> <laughs> the yeah. yeah. of oh, the so depressed. but the attempts to kind of thwart a pure yeah. beautiful, lovely moment where everybody could imagine how they would have felt as a teenager yeah. being pulled from the crowd by their favourite artist to sing about their favourite footballer or, fit or yeah. hero, I it's like uh, that Bruce Springsteen failed. video Just, with Courtney, no, young Courtney
1: lot. Cox, isn't it? But like IRL. is a lovely thing. It and also, happened. the brilliant thing about Addison Glasgow is if he takes his bucket hat and his Tiago Silver shirt off, he's kind of in disguise.
2: <laughs> so, like, no one
1: would recognise him. Exactly. I wouldn't recognise him if he walked in here now. No,
2: no, no. Um, it's been a great year for Dave, too. I think we should probably play some Dave to give it some context. Absolutely incredible uh, grime artist. This is psychodrama. Oh, it's black, sorry. <laughs>
0: Look, black is beautiful, black is excellent.
2: That was Dave and Black. We were talking about Dave before. He's had a brilliant year. Um, that I was... like the confidence of
0: a man who can just say, nope, just Dave, nothing else, Dave. Yeah. I mean, I think Fair Dave thing. is probably one of the all time great artist names, don't you? It's brilliant. It, it trips off the tongue, it takes little time to say, and it has, it has, it has huge balls.
1: Certainly up there with Sultans <laughs> of Ping FC. <laughs> <laughs> and grab grab the haddock do you remember them no, no. 80s band smash it used to i was obsessed with them only only How the name I never heard that they were never actually now. in smash it they were just did referred you smash to in bars. Mock
2: them. yeah of course <laughs> did yeah,
1: you yeah. just
0: make them up no,
2: no. grab okay. grab the haddock oh. so so uh when i was unloaded uh we always, always call Dane Bowers Dave Bowers. And um, it made him so angry. And then the other the other long running trope we had with pop stars was um, Mac Watch, where wherever you were in the country, you had to write into Loaded if you saw uh, Mark Morrison. Yeah. Or <laughs> his
1: community service look alike. <laughs> <Get all> his community <laughs> <trips, laughs> service look um,
3: uh,
2: Also, really annoyed him. You wouldn't do that now because it would probably be harassment. you would oh,
1: be stalking it, at the very least. What, yeah, what, yeah. One of the men's mates used to call Darren Brown Darren Brown. Darren Brown. Oh, just always. to annoy yeah, him. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. If you if you change one letter, <laughs> I have we're going to gonna go, keep but, spotting um, that. It- if my memory is correct, uh, Dane Bower's really hated being Dave Bauer. Yeah, I bet he did, Yeah, <laughs> oh dear. that's um, just bullying on a national scale. Sally. <laughs> let's co- let's come away from music and let's talk TV because I do have two of Britain's foremost TV critics with us. Two um,
0: of the foremost, I think. Well, Can we're meeting we,
2: Lucy Mangan arriving? later. We oh, can't <laughs> have to it no, then. Yeah, we right, can't do yeah. a disservice to Lucy Mangan, a TV critic at the Guardian, who um, is our very good shadowing. friend, but much less yeah. of a slacker than we are. And yeah. so um, she's actually working. She's actually working and not meeting us until much later. Yeah. Um, I don't tell you the appalling sweary text message she sent me about Michael Hogan last night, but I will share it doing a record. Yay. Let's talk about Fleabag. Oh,
3: Fleabag, <laughs> Fleabag. <laughs> Fleabag.
2: Surely uh, the cultural event of the year? Certainly yeah, in terms of its
1: global reach, right? I mean, hot priest, hot priest, <sighs> you're my hot priest.
0: And the annoying thing is I liked him when he was hot Moriarty and everyone said, oh no, not yes, hot, but he was hot then too. He was too. really hot. Right? Thank yeah. you, Lauren. i just like to say holes, that he's been hot for a while. There, like, an
1: enormous sort of um, tranche of the internet is, is, is uh, dedicated to uh, Benedict Cumberpatch and Andrew Scott kind of sexy fanfic, isn't it? I'm sure. To the
0: point where they put it in Sherlock, that they, they had them on the rooftop. It was, it was when Sherlock really lost it for me when Stephen Moffat decided to write in the fan response on Twitter yeah, into was, the that, fan responses to itself, the Sherlock within the world of the show and, yeah. and, and so he filmed them getting off with each other just before uh, Benedict Cumberbatch jumped off that rooftop and it was like no you've lost me you're yeah. right up your own bum can't bear you However, Fleabag. <laughs> <laughs> and I and that's lunch. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Fleabag. Fleabag amazing. And
1: obviously, you know, real breakout. I love it as a sort of TV critic and, a, and, a, and a, just a lover of TV when... When a show just suddenly kind of goes, it's like when a sport a sports story goes. They call it going from the back page to the front page, and kind of sport like David Beckham. That used sounds to. rude. Yeah. No, I know it does. But but no, obviously Bag kind of like just propelled itself into the news pages, didn't it? And Which
0: for a second series is quite yeah. unprecedented, right? This is a difficult uh, the difficult second series. The Office probably is the last
1: time. Absolutely, that happened. and and yeah. it's brilliant yeah. to see. And also, obviously, Hot Priest got a lot of the uh, attention, but but you know I think the real the, the, the bit I loved about that thing is was that sort of love story between Fleabag and her sister which I thought was so brilliantly that's done that's how the whole thing does so, I mean happens. the performance
2: of the sister is extraordinarily good. is amazing
0: and she's in the new um, yes. thing quiz yes. which is about the whole he wants to be millionaire this has um, got the best cast ever storyline.
2: which it, it feels to me like
0: a film made for me
2: oh, I'm <laughs> totally
0: so you've got
1: you've got Michael Sheen playing Chris Tarrant and that
0: and picture looks him. so much and like so him, and they staged that picture of outside Southern yeah. Crown Court where he with a big sort of
1: cheesy grin and kind of blonde although hair although maybe it's a brilliant. foot
0: shorter exactly the same and then Sarah Matthew plays.
1: McFadden's playing the coffin major and
0: then Sean uh, and Sean, uh, thingy, uh, Clifford yes. is, 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 Sorry, is playing his actress, wife Diana, Diana his.
1: who's the like, slightly yes. imperious looking yes. kind of wife in the audience it
0: looks brilliant it does. quite city Stephen Freer's directed it I know it's a hell of a thing James Graham
1: the playwright has written it I'm excited about it
0: ITV hasn't had something this quality since maybe Brideshead Revisited which is a fucking long time ago so when does that air please Sorry. Um, um, it's going to be in the spring, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like be around those, March, I think. Those photographs have been leaking out, so I think it means they're trying to drum up. I mean, excitement. my
2: cup overfloweth. I mean, yes. there's just too much in it for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm already upset that it's going to end while I'm watching it. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> it's one of those. Well, I, I haven't
1: even finished filming yet, and I you're already upset about it. I'm already <laughs>
3: distressed.
2: But
1: yeah, Fleabag is just extraordinary. And I think it's just, you know, and then it just the Fleabag effect just carried on, didn't it, all year because of, you know, she did the live shows, and then there was that brilliant thing where they... You know, they handed out gin in a tin to the queue outside oh, the for the tickets. That was really sweet. And then yeah. the book came out, the scriptures out for Christmas, and she did some um, events She's around milked that. It just enough. She's she missed, hasn't milked been it exactly the right amount. I it's think it's been
0: a clever like don't well don't just do nothing. I mean, too, also respect two series and out. Like yeah. she will not. Yeah. Do I take it. you respect that. As well. So
2: I was lucky enough to see it um, live in the West End. <laughs> I saw it at the same home
0: Theatre years ago. Exactly. Didn't you see <laughs> in the St. <same> Theatre? <laughs> I saw it I saw it in my house. <laughs> um
2: I went to see it obviously having seen the two series and it was completely wonderful but what it was really magnificent but what Julia says about the two series and out thing I really felt it in that I was glad when I had finished watching the live performance, that she's leaving it. Yeah, mm, because mm. enough's enough. apart from the fact that it made me feel really old in that it's very much, as we know, about a young woman whose life is a disaster. And I came away thinking, I'm really glad I'm not young anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm also glad that her depiction of women as an absolute kind of mess is over. It was so important and so relevant, and I have huge admiration and respect for it. I couldn't have loved it more. But I'm glad that she's decided it's time to move on.
0: Yeah, I think it's really interesting, actually, what you said about <laughs> it's a young woman in, sort of in chaos. But some, there was something about her deciding to depict that young, young woman as someone with, who imposes a lot of control over her life. Yeah. It wasn't Bridget Jones going, oh, God, I'm carrying no, two packages and closing a door with my bottom. And it, was, it wasn't like a <laughs> dream girl. She was a terrifying psychopath. And, I thought and that she was a knew it was awful yeah a brilliant yeah, understanding totally. of how some women do we we go mad when we're in our twenties and we're told that we could be anything we it's it was just it was a really clever new take it was what God, all the broadcasters are always looking for. What's a new take on this or that? She had a really fresh perspective on being young and female. I totally
2: agree because we, we all know women who haven't left that character behind mm-hmm. who've continued through their lives still being a mess. And all right, Sally. that's <laughs> right.
3: <Pass-wise. laughs> I'm then, right
2: here. <laughs> and then slowly they become the woman in their 40s who you actually don't really want to see. You don't Thank really you. want to hang Lauren's out. <laughs> a- <laughs> Lauren's about to pop a cork.
1: Can we have just just in yeah, case? Lauren, pop your cork. <laughs> it's Christmas. Come on, a little Christmassy sound coming up.
2: Lauren is creaking open a bottle of <laughs> Wait, fizz. Just... Hey! Oh, thank God that happened when it did, because it was a lot of dead air. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, sir. But
2: but but we all know there gets there gets to a point where certain women and men continue mm. to be chaotic into their forties and you kind of gradually retreat. But I loved that she retreated. That yeah. she's that there was a moment of maturity recognition where Fleabag herself. They realized that it wasn't about that anymore. It was and the she frozen ending. And that's what she happens wrote, to
0: most people. She wrote frozen. In fact, it doesn't, maybe doesn't always, but that was a really good, it was a good ending because she'd been searching for romantic love sex all the way through those two series. And like it or lump it, the love she found at the end was with her sister. Yeah. It's frozen. Yeah, yeah. It was, And that airport true. thing was, was,
1: was a lovely beautiful. line. And even and
0: to a degree with her dad, you know, yeah. when she, she spoke to her dad before the wedding. Yeah, yeah that was a lovely I scene I found that really wonderful in the loft whether he can get and bit really hard because he yeah. sounds exactly. Exactly like my dad. Oh. My dad died Aww. last year, so it made me re- it made me very emotional. Uh, but it was yes, it was brilliantly written. She is a very clever woman, and she really is. I know. I know when she writes things like Killing Eve, she has lots of help with narrative and stuff. But that voice, you can't manufacture that. She's and also, unique.
1: just to, to people she got, like Fiona Shaw, did like a cameo for like one scene in, ther- in therapy, and then. kristin Scott Thomas did, did Scott one, Thomas did one Thomas scene. Thomas oh my god, and, that and Both gave. of them, both of them oh. were extraordinary. Christine
2: Scott Thomas so saying good. she really wanted to go and have a bath and a martini alone because she couldn't be asked when this young was like, woman was like chef's kiss
0: to yeah, yeah. women in their
2: 40s <laughs> like I can't, I can't offer, be asked but, um, for you to nah. walk on the wild side <laughs> yeah. with your lesbian experimentation yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to have a bath and a martini <laughs> on my own
0: she's the perfect woman pretty much she
2: was terrific yeah. what next for Phoebe Waller-Bridge because now at, uh, she's at the point where whatever Phoebe Waller-Bridge does from here on in is just going to be
0: massive by definition are we well, worried about her or do we feel she's got the I think she's incredibly intelligent she's remained yeah. pretty grounded she's kept her private life private um she seems to have played that game particularly well i interviewed her before the first series went out and you must have done yeah. as well and uh she genuinely seemed i mean again we talked about lorraine earlier <laughs> there's a steal in there but she is above all emotionally very smart so i don't see her you know the, the kind of person acknowledges two series she must have been love bombed from every angle do more do more do more and she said I know i think it's done and did one did
1: of killing eve and, yeah. and stepped away for the second series and it did, so yeah, really did show it. Yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. and but, um, but oh, i think you're absolutely right she's in I control she of her own
0: emotional smarts and mm. she will whatever she does next she might take some time to do it and she might she's has doing other people's things and star wars well, she's right. got
1: bond she's done a star script, wars and bond. bit bond. of bond, yeah. Yeah. Done a she, script on she's bond and a script
0: maybe sitting back a little bit and whatever she does next maybe it won't be in front of camera she's got HBO drama next year ah yes but she's not going to be on that is she no no, she's, I think she's, she's taking quite a clever path and she'll probably stay off camera for a bit at some point because people will be baying. I, I like watching her too. I mean, she's yes, so she's watchable. Great, yeah. At some point she'll come back. But I, I sense the emotional cleverness. i tell you what though, I am a little bit bored brain.
1: of seeing those same sort of three publicity shots from Fleabag all the time do you know <laughs> what I mean but the one of her in the back and white top looking over her shoulder yeah. I don't ever want to see that picture again in a newspaper it's fine it's gone like it's a little cutty outy picture between a, in a, between <laughs> two columns in a newspaper <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean uh, but that picture from that the Emmys the Emmys picture, picture, picture was just sure. legendary I mean she I mean,
0: we shouldn't be celebrating smoking and drinking but we all love it and yeah. she looked amazing and it was great
1: just slumped with some It was three it, it, Emmys and a martini well it a was the new
0: Terry
2: O'Neill Faye Dunaway picture that
0: amazing picture of Faye Dunaway
2: post Oscars surrounded by the Papers and, and variety, a and so pool. on. And um, by a pool, yeah. I think probably in the Chateau Marmont, somewhere similar, um, and an Oscar on the floor. And I think <laughs> she does have proper stardust around her. Philly Absolutely,
1: Wadabridge. and she's and, and not and, and just when, you know, a writer or you know, an when actress. The, when it first came out, like people yeah. have to pigeonhole kind of women's comedy, especially as the kind of thing that came before it. So and it's that like has the new girls. Problem. It's the new Fleabag, blah yeah, blah yeah, blah. Yeah. But she, you know, it, Fleabag was originally called the New Girls, but I don't think anyone says that anymore she's very much her own thing oh and if no, you write I agree. for a
0: newspaper Michael they still try and make your headline say that even if your piece mentions it not at all
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just saying we because, don't write like the
0: headlines because they're both on. women in it so yeah. they're yes, basically the and same. genuinely every piece I've written I wrote about um, Rasheen Conaty did brilliant um, game phase uh, yeah. yeah. loved, loved game phase which yeah. was slightly less doesn't um, get enough props game phase and Conaty. equally intelligent she's such a clever clever woman it's, it's funny performer. all
2: those incredibly middle class think pieces about how fleabag is too middle class never mm. mention game face mm. which is not mm. middle class no. where there's a woman struggling with debt there's a working class woman and it's a it's a much more kind of diverse story and cast the people slagging off fleabag for being uh, not diverse enough never talk about that thing's those things, and that's the problem, really. In that the problem is not flea bag, the problem is what else is on offer, right? Yeah. what else is commissioned. And or if you're not giving to props make. to yeah. the things that are commissioned, yeah, that represent something a bit wider, then you're part yeah, of the problem. Yeah, talk about chewing surely. gum
1: and, and, and game face more I know. And get you out of your flea bag. Right.
2: Kind of. I know, right? Or but they, they never day do, day they, they, day just, day they day. just lag off Phoebe, mm. Phoebe Waller Bridge because mm. it's kind of low hanging fruit because yeah. she's posh. It's sort of similar
1: with girls as well, wasn't it? That was that was very kind of like white privilege and stuff,
2: yeah.
0: But why don't you talk about? Dairy girls, why don't you talk about game face? But it's but there's the the industry still has a a real problem, completely. But there there is a huge problem with um, uh, still seeing women as like, well, we've got one with a woman in, so can we have a different one? Yeah, Yeah. and I know incredibly recently of a TV commissioner, a woman who uh, finally stepped in when someone commissioned a TV program that featured two women and they had the choice between a bunch of different shows. Two of the two of the shows had two prominent women in each show. And they were going, well, which one should we have? And she was like, how about both? You don't need to be everyone. And she got yeah, yeah. them through. And it's like, it, it's still the knee jerk response. Is, well, yeah. we've got one. It's like the panel women, game.
1: We've got a woman on now. No, so, what, what know, if they're the two need... best shows? Maybe make yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: uh, it's s- mad. sad. So good we luck know, getting representation. Someone to, we
2: you know well, in fact, a, a female comedy writer, was. In the frame for a script, uh, for development, and was told by a TV commissioner, "Yeah, but the thing is, we've got something with Billy Piper in this season. Oh my! So we've got yo, we've okay. got a female-led thing with yeah. 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 Billy Piper. My favourite Billy thing Piper's the- is not
0: even a comedian; she's an actress. What? Yeah. And she's got no, a boy's so name. Completely <laughs> bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> but my she base, wants to <laughs> My favourite thing on the internet this year was there's a there's an online magazine called Succubus, which is really funny, and it's just female comedy writers just venting spleen and having fun and doing onion-y style things. And one of them was, um, I can't remember, I'm going to get the exact wording wrong now and completely kill the joke, but one of them was a uh, uh, female comedy writer's mum says, why don't you just write the new flea <laughs> It's like, <laughs> yes, we're all trying to write the new fucking Fleabag. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the... It's, you know, they're just looking for one. Just one, there can be but only But it's one. an amazing
1: thing. The 12 episodes of a, like a BBC3 sitcom has become such a globe-dominating phenomenon. It's yeah. a it's a, it's an amazing thing well. to be proud of, I think. H-
2: hugely, yes. hugely influential. And, uh, and definitely spoke to every woman I know of every age. Yeah. Was, oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. And every
1: Fox fan as well. Um, another mm. woman who
2: spoke to me this year. This is uh, probably, I think, my favourite record of 2019. It's 17 by Sharon Van Etten. That's a tune. That was Seventeen by Sharon Van Etten. I think that's probably my record of the year. Mine
0: too. Absolutely love I, it. I bought the t-shirt, Sally. I'm 44 and I bought a Sharon Van Etten t-shirt.
2: Um, I'm still here with Julia Rayside and Michael Hogan, and in fact, Lauren Oakey. It's becoming increasingly difficult to control them. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> We've had a number of drinks, and we were just doing Sharon Van Etten whilst enjoying the record, saying that one of our favourite things of 2019 has been Bob Mortimer on Instagram. Yes.
1: And Train Guys. If you don't yet, Train Guys specifically.
2: Uh, so, Bob Mortimer <laughs> joined Instagram this year. He was a late adopter. And he sits in
0: his car, mostly, isn't he? Just sort of chatting away.
2: <laughs> it's lovely. And, um, He essentially just uh, records videos for Instagram while he's on the train, while he's in the back of a cab, and he has a particular character called Train Guy who's a sort of sales rep, a divisional sales rep, (laughs) who is FaceTiming Cole. (laughs) <laughs> uh, a friend of his yeah, Colin, of like, course is Julia Raisa's late brother yeah, yeah, yeah. so I he's always think of like him Colin, Colin is intrinsically
0: fun I think he'd be happy with know. it though right he'd
1: be, he'd be totally happy yeah. Gareth Cheeseman no, yes, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's a bit Gareth Cheeseman he's yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. like someone from The Apprentice isn't he he's Definitely a bit David yeah. Brent he's a uh, He's yeah. a, b- a brilliant character. And he says not- yourself,
0: not you. Yeah, yourself. yeah, yeah. yeah. Have a camper choo choo
3: on me. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> <Expected. laughs>
1: achievement
2: city. It's delightful. You're going to need metal tits for this
3: one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's
2: essentially a series of him, a series of him uh, on the phone to uh, Cole, his colleague, talking about pitches, conferences. Yeah. Uh, you're
1: a ledge, Carl, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a ledge, yeah. yeah. You're a lion, you're a wolf. Is
2: it to Tim My again? Siri
0: has just yeah. spoken You're a male heron. You. Mm. You're a male heron. <laughs> <laughs> but, as Lauren just reminded me, the line from yesterday's video that was best was like, I'm busier than tits and a fat ball. <laughs> 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 but,
2: you know, his brain is brilliant. But, brilliant. you know, to be, to be serious for a moment, mm. um... I, I think I, I tweeted a couple of months ago doing when the election had first been announced saying, until the election's over, I basically just want to watch Bob Mortimer's Instagram. Oh, yeah. Because it's been a balm, hasn't it? Yeah, very much so. Anything- he never goes political. And as much as I have deep admiration for various uh, political comedians, Stuart Lee, Bill Hicks, etc, etc, etc. And I really do love that kind of comedy. I also love the silliness. Just
0: I, take me away. Just take yeah, me yeah. away.
2: The absolute Brilliant. silliness of Vic and Bob. The stupidity, the sheer absurdity of it. And actually been Vic, a joy. Vic's
0: Twitter, uh, Instagram feed is also Occasionally, very he does lots of his art stuff on there, but he also does stupid videos with his family, which are always, as you'd expect, just very, very silly. Yeah, those in ones Putting his him. leg up on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Silly <laughs> yeah, yeah, walks
1: in various funny. European kind yeah. of yeah. capitals. Yeah. I reckon both, both <laughs> of those, <laughs> Bob, is particularly good, but just
0: follow them if you want to sort of have a get One of those silly laughs that sort of gets you in the ribs and you can't stop it. It's like you're burping. Your yeah, proper giggle. They enjoy themselves so much. Yeah, they enjoy. They're making themselves and
2: laugh. And yeah. clearly laughing at their own jokes yeah. quite a lot of the time. It's and I do find people laughing at their own Joke's one of the funniest things in the Yeah, yeah yeah, in the yeah,
1: yeah. I can't yeah, bear it when right. people hate hate people laughing at their own jokes. It's really funny when <laughs> no, people do really that. it's really funny. It's really infectious. You
2: can't. Um, we're on the subject of Instagram with Bob Mortimer, but oh, shall yeah. we talk about the most high-profile edition? Because I feel like Bob has kind of squeaked into Instagram, and only the people who really obsessed with Bob know it. But there was a really high-profile, mega, mega audience for uh, an Instagram account opening um, earlier this year. In October, in fact, Jennifer Aniston. Um, I don't feel like I need to tell you who Jennifer Aniston is. Um, finally, she's from uh, the
1: film *Along Came Polly*, isn't she? <laughs> That's <the one>. yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, she finally joined Instagram in October, and she is the first person ever to break Instagram. Instagramiston. W- with the with the nice. Well, you can always tell that. a magazine person, I find.
1: <laughs> There's your cover line.
3: Um, I say
2: it with absolute love that nothing Michael Hogan ever says surprises me because I'm a magazine. <laughs> person. I'm like yeah, yeah, he's in the morning conference. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Aniston broke Instagram, so there was a stampede. She posted her first picture on Instagram of um, the Friends reunion. Wow. So I
1: think, although uh, you know without Gunter,
0: without Gunter.
2: So I no
1: think no she Marcel had the had monkey either Bit
0: annoyed a I, think, I think Marcel's dead
1: Michael yeah,
2: Well no Janice That's my uh, Janice, Janice is
0: my favourite yeah. Oh my god Now there's an
1: infectious laugh yeah.
2: Janice is my absolute favourite yeah. So I think Jennifer Aniston Had, had the crew round For dinner Nice. And she had posted, I think they had persuaded her, I think Courtney Cox um, had persuaded her to join the Instagram. She joined no, Instagram. No, i tell you what,
1: who I think it was. I think it was Reese Witherspoon.
2: Oh, interesting. Oh, because they they, the they've done the morning show together. thing yeah.
1: together and and they were on their press junket and people, things kept coming about Instagram. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Jennifer Aniston like a bit of a mum about it. And kind of, like, what, what's this? And, and, and Reese Witherspoon said, I'm going to make you join. Come on, join now. I'm going to made her do it right. on her phone. right? You know, In the same way that um, our friend Pete Perfides has got on his, uh, he used to have on his Twitter profile. You know, she literally stood over me and made me join. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah. Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> referring to his wife, um, and I Who think Reese okay. Witherspoon did that to uh, to Jennifer Aniston, and then yeah, yes.
2: Yeah, so she, the po- so, so the first post, she posted a picture of all the friends together. So Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc,
1: nice work. Some of the other ones (laughs) (laughs) Courtney Cox Matthew
2: Perry Who am I missing? Joey Alex from Glastow Matt LeBlanc
0: uh, Ross, Ross. Oh my no, God, David <laughs> um,
2: I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid to tell you, we have alcohol in the studio. What? Um, so she posted a picture Lauren, of them having a reunion, bring and it broke. The stampede was horrific. So yeah. I tried to follow her for about four hours, <laughs> and weird. couldn't follow her because she had broken Instagram. And I have to say, she has kept the level high. Oh, has she? Mm. Yeah. Like, well, what? she She's really good at Instagram. Good. She has posted. It's all killer, no filler. She's funny, she's naturally witty, and I personally am of the opinion that Jennifer Aniston is one of the greatest comedy actresses of all time. She is, her timing is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got funny bones. She is up there with Marilyn Monroe. I fully um, agree And Lucille Ball yeah. she's one of those people that absolutely knows how to act comedy and you that's pretty rare Sandra anything. Bullock yeah. you know there are some people who just get Sandy it Sandy
1: Bullock I like to call her
0: yeah in <laughs> fact you just put it, okay, not to detract from Courtney Cox Courtney Cox is good you put the two of them together you can see whose natural timing is she's just a, she's, absolutely off the charts
2: you know she's a comedian and it, I think year before last, when I interviewed Drew Barrymore, we were talking about this, we were talking about Jennifer Aniston and saying what an incredible comedy actress she is, because Drew Barrymore also is a terrific comedy actress. Mm, mm. And she was saying, Drew Barrymore was saying, when scripts come her way, she just... She said that she'd just turned down an incredible script with an incredible writer and director. She'd turn it down because she'd been offered a reality TV show and it was just going to be hilariously funny and she decided she wanted to do that for less money, less prestige because she's like, I'm all about the laughs. Quality of life. She just wants wants to laugh at stuff and I think Jennifer Aniston is like that. She chooses things that are just fun, Mm -hmm. that are funny and play to her strengths. And although she has been a serious actor, in many things and done it extremely well Cake was fantastic mm. for example really depressing but fantastic what she is is a comedian and that's such an underrated Completely. skill
0: I think when I look at her imagine what it's like to be Jennifer Aniston uh, and you know having that because she's so famous and so associated with one relationship she had yeah freaking ages ago yeah Everyone thinks they know what she's thinking all the time. It's such a weird oh, person Jen, to be. Though. Exactly oh, that. Jen, Jen. that. That <laughs> narrative, like oh, imagine if you had Brad Pitt, they lost him. It's terrible. Yeah. It's like, oh God, it must just be mentalising that no one can separate you from t- who you were shagging 20 years yeah. ago. It's mind-blowingly weird to be generous. Imagine if that was us. That imagine imagine who we, ago, well, we were shagging 20 well, years ago we were still well, defined you know, by them. Is okay, there Michael, any who person... were you shagging 20 years ago? Let's go around the Uh
1: door. Fat Margaret.
0: Fat Margaret, were you shagging anyone, Lauren? No, I wasn't really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. No, yeah. but it's
1: extraordinary, and she, you're right. She's had a, an amazing career. First
0: boyfriend Spencer Davis. and
1: Spencer. and she's a great comedy actress. And yeah, yeah it's awful that the, the sort of the media narrative Jesus. around she's her impeccable. is so depressing. She's
0: so good at it, and yeah. I think she carries
1: off in real class as well. Uh, you know, she doesn't whinge about she it. She has too every
0: much. right to have a breakdown, to be furious with the world because they will not see her. They'll only see the idea of this woman who's been out with a man. Blah, 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 blah. She's. I love that when she when she takes the means of. Production into her own hands. She well, I think precisely this. That's what I
2: was going to say next. Yeah. Uh, precisely this. So she's on Instagram. She's completely in control of what she posts. Yes, exactly. The words she says. She edits them as she sees fit, or doesn't edit them as she she, she sees fit. And they're incredibly um, funny and witty and self-deprecating and and just kind of human. Mm. And I think actually Jennifer Aniston is one of those celebrities where the press and obviously I count myself as a member of the press, has got it wrong. Mm, uh, absolutely. Mm. Where I think people have much more goodwill towards her than perhaps the press does. So when the press is doing its poor-Jen, poor-Jen narrative, I think people see her for what she is, which yeah. is really clever, uh, really rich, really talented. She looks and pretty happy. You know. She looks happy pretty happy. Yeah, She <laughs> doesn't she looks look like poor-Jen at all, does no, she? No, no. No, no, no. She
1: looks a lot happier than Angelina Jolie does, yeah. if you're going to define her by that. Uh, no, literally.
2: precisely so. She looks really, really happy. In every picture you see of her, you think, well, you look banging." You, you look banging. You're really clever. You're really funny. You're really talented, and you seem perfectly fine with the fact that you don't have loads of kids.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it, 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 the unreasonable. We talked about this with flea bag and Game Face and things earlier. Obviously, women are competing. That's a given. We're all we're all fighting. She's fighting with Angelina. Someone she probably doesn't give a second thought to that. The idea that she's not a real person. She she has these kind of these roles she has to fulfil. It's just if I was her, I would want to scream daily. So the fact that she's been so classy and so incredibly in control of her stuff is uh, impressive. I like her a lot.
2: So I wish people on this panel would tell me what they think of the actress and comedian Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I have no (laughs) (laughs) opinions. You mean you must stop sitting on the fence?
3: Big Um, shrugs all
2: round. Let's play another record. This uh, record came to me because Lauren Oakey, who happens to be present because she's thirsty for a drink later, um, (laughs) sent to me. It's called Squad by Nadia Rose. I absolutely love this record, love this video. Uh, Young woman in the video with her squad. In a trackie, just dancing in the streets. Aww. Brilliant, let's have it. Guess who's back? I think you never left. Decided I rose from the dead. And now I'm here to kill them with flows and some
0: punchlines that'll go over your head. But turn back, I'm a caution ahead. I'm your worst nightmare stood over your head. So them girls try corny, but I smell deep feet like
2: a hole in your Wow, she's <laughs> Squad by Nadia Rose. Love Nadia Rose. Um, I suggest you look at the video for that on YouTube. It's like such I a good be... video; makes me happy. Am I, I, basically... am I too old to look at it. No, no. no I mean, not I
0: want to, but I don't want anyone to look kind of at it. Reverse age all. block
1: on YouTube now. Yeah, I
0: think talking. so.
2: Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. It, it, like speaking as a as a lady of a certain age, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. when I see um, angry female teenagers singing brilliant pop songs and not showing their tits to do it, oh, that's exciting. It just. Yeah. It just makes me really happy. So she's there in her trackie with all her mates and they're just being amazing and brilliant. And if you had a daughter, which I don't, I would want them to be massively into her. Amen to that. Um, She's terrific. So the biggest showbiz story of the year and the most satisfying showbiz story of the year, we can't not cover it because really it defines 2019 (laughs) for me. Um, Michael Hogan, tell us about Wagatha Christie. Well,
1: I like to sing it to the tune of Eleanor Rigby, of course. (laughs) Wagatha Christie. I'm watching the rest of the lyrics. I'm not fucking Richard Stillgo. Um, yes, in a year of grim news, what a welcome reprieve Wagatha Christie was. So yeah, it was a joy. It was absolute joy. So, it's so it's like so do we, we we probably don't need to recap the story, but we will. So you Waggate. So Colleen Rooney. Uh, wife of um, footballer Wayne, of course, realised that someone was selling stories about her to the tabloids and tried to root out who this was. And I think it was over a year or two years. And this is
2: a well-trodden path. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a well-trodden path. Couples have split up over this. We know that um, Jade Goody and Jeff Brazier split over this when it turned out they were being hacked. You know, very often tabloid yeah. stories are are true, and um, the vast majority of them are true. And so people read stories about themselves that are so accurate that they know there's a mole on the inside, yes, right? Someone so is talking to. Press and now.
1: it used to be, you know, as you say, it used to be phone tapping, and which has sort of ruined. Countless relationships. So sure. It's speak.
2: really upsetting. It's and broken up families lives. and friendships. Yeah, it's,
1: it's an awful thing. Anyway, more happily, more happy news, this Shakespearean tale of warring <laughs> wag houses. So Colleen the really the realizes and the <laughs> the
3: She scene. realizes Come there's someone selling stories,
1: and they're probably getting them off her private Instagram account. So she, what she does is, over a sort of series of months, she starts blocking people on Instagram mm-hmm. until it gets comes more and more private, just narrowing down the field of suspects even more, and planting these kind of false stories on, on her instagram account saying things like my basement's flooded and only six oh. people can see it and then it's in the yeah. then it's in the sun the next day so she realizes it's one of these six people and she carries on with precision the precision of poirot narrowing it down until she's ready for the big reveal which happened when was it in the year i can't it's sort of around autumn was it feels like it happened all De- year <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> december it well, can't no, be that no, it reason. can't be November. She went, November, look, she went November.
1: on Instagram to announce it, and the ellipsis was one of the you know the finest use of an ellipsis in it possibly a, all of literature.
0: Again, she's, she's not daft, way In the way daft, that Aniston's comic timing is yeah. impeccable, this dramatic timing was super. Easy. So
1: she goes, um, so she explains what she's doing. Someone's been telling stories about me. I narrowed it down. I blocked people on Instagram account and blah 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 until I realised it was coming from one account. Yeah. It's dot 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 dot, dot. Slight too many dots for me. It should have been three. It's fine, but It
2: was five. I have the tweet in front of me.
3: Michael,
2: don't exaggerate. It
1: was just five. It was should five. Should have been three. Should have been three.
2: <laughs> it was five. Well, the classic is three. It's the classic is three. But it's Rebecca Bardy's
1: account. Mic big. drop. Plot twist. Whoa. The internet explodes at that point. Rebecca Vardy, who's Zowie. the wife of um, England teammate Jamie Vardy. Who recently
0: was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here yes. last year, the year before, and didn't seem like a terribly nice lady, no. but that's just another it, side it, thing. I mean, it was our where were you when Kennedy we shot moment. It we? was, absolutely.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Where were we? When? I don't think we were... were I don't we, know. we weren't born, were we? No.
2: I remember Lennon. I remember
1: I remember J.R. Ewing getting shot. Oh, of yeah.
0: course, of course. 1980? I interviewed yeah. him once he fist-bumped me. Anyway, sidebar. Back I thought you were going to say something much worse it's than Larry that Huggerman then. Larry fist-bumped <laughs> you. And <laughs> the <laughs> 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 um, on Shooting Stars was my favourite oh, thing. Oh. He fist-bumped everyone. Foolish. It was his thing. It was like you sat so down. He's Bless bump
1: R.I.P. You. So, Wag the Christie had it all. It was immediately nicknamed Wagatha Christie by those Very clever. by those funny people off of why. Twitter. Yeah. And, um, and it kind of had it all, didn't it? There was intrigue. There was like... You know, rich celebrities being mean to each other. There was a bit of sort of rivalry. It was Shakespearean. Um, Rebecca Vardy denied it and then said she was going to get someone to kind of you know investigate her own Instagram mm. account because she'd been hacked. Chini mm. 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 reckon.
0: But there's all these layers <laughs> underneath. So obviously, we the world of the tabloids. You probably understand this a lot better than I do. But the the um, the idea that either that, that lots of lots of theories were positive, uh, that over the next few weeks and months, like people were coming out of the woodwork and talking about what might have happened. She might just be a meanie who's stealing stories from her friends, selling to the papers because she's greedy. But you know, she she made the point of, well, oh, I'm rich, I don't need to do that. Mm. Um, they could have something on her or her yeah, family, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she had to do a deal with a. It's just a nasty old business. But even so, it uh, wouldn't surprise uh, me if so they had something on the Vardy. The Vardis are quite
1: the lively uh, <laughs> well, who knows couple
0: who knows but it it, uh, it, it generated uh, months a blitz of spirit excitement. one could say. it, well, it, yeah, did. it really did again it. because this year has been so bloody awful it's it was a national obsession for our week, wasn't it, 2016. it was it's like been bloody awful it kind of was yeah. like Frank Cottrell boys couldn't have written this yeah. Danny, Ball, Danny Ball directed
1: Wagga for Christ*. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh played Brunel. Like a thousand nurses came on with beds and
3: dancing formations. It, it, it didn't
1: get any more British than that, great. did it? Imagine trying to explain that to a foreigner. So what happened? Well, this is two wags. What are wags? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, that classic, it's,
2: it's that classic thing that Davina says. You know, when Davina's asked about why the biggest story in all of Britain was Big Brother One, and she has to go... Well, somebody wrote some things on a little piece of paper.
1: But yes. <laughs> it
3: was it, amazing. It's,
2: it's such a reassuringly British yeah. thing. How could you, Nick? Me-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were my mate. The three <laughs> I've heard shitting things about you, Nick.
0: things. And... <laughs>
2: Sorry. I just love the way he said <laughs> Um Apologies to the potentially Don't two listeners we them. have Don't on apologize. the Mersey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was the, the seeker of truth in the Just end, no. it turns out. Know. <laughs> and he
2: won, so it's fine. Um, but it turned out to be the feel-good story of the year. Oh, wag of a Christian. Uh, it was, weird. If, if celebrity magazines are to be believed, uh, Colleen Rooney is now sad that she did it, regrets that she did it, we have no way of knowing if that's true or not. I suspect there's some PR machines moving on, only again on because there was some moving. twitter
0: backlash they going you should have done that you shouldn't have, you should have done it publicly He's like no, no you should do it publicly because well, then we can all enjoy it well do you know do you know
2: what and i won't talk about this in any great detail but uh, but this year i have um uh with various people's help uncovered various people who've absolutely tried to screw me over and lie about me online, mm-hmm. and I know who they are, and I haven't exposed them, but the temptation is massive. And
1: was they, it Rebecca uh, Varley's account? Yeah, it was
2: Rebecca
0: Varley's. <laughs> dot,
1: dot,
2: dot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't, and, and you know what, as much as I've resisted because I've decided that I'm a better person than they are, um, I completely respect and understand somebody's impulse for yeah. going, do you know what, screw it. And it's, it's slightly different when the person you know or believe to have screwed you over is a famous person with a platform. Completely. Um, I have I haven't done it because I know that the people involved do kind of relatively normal jobs. And And they might uh, quite
0: like it in a weird way, which is not
2: something you uh, want to do. Yes, and it will give them a boner. I know that's true. But but actually, if you're on equal footing in terms of audience and platform with somebody, as Colleen Rooney is Mm. with Rebecca Vardy, I completely understand why she would go, do you know what, screw it, up yours, and uh, and actually go for it. For sure. Um, The temptation is huge to just show people who others are. Quite for so, sure. I think so. And it must, must have made the the, uh,
1: the next dressing room uh, for, for the next England match very interesting. I don't yeah, know. well, so I there was a
2: big news story about how the respective husbands had unfollowed one another, That <sighs> that Wayne had... Unfollowed. I'm sorry, you're going to have to fill in the gaps with the other <laughs> Jamie? Jamie? Is it Jamie? Barging. How did Jamie I know barging. that? Oh, my um, God, I'm
0: disgusted with myself. The,
2: the husbands had unfollowed each other. Yeah. Um, and so much was made of that, mm. as is correct. You know, you expect your husband to take your side, and, that, mm-hmm. and that's fair enough. But I hope there seems to be a bit of a backlash developing against Colleen, which I think is unfortunate, because the incredible kind of violation and invasion of privacy yeah. that her private Instagram account... Uh, was violated in that way by somebody she believes to be in a position of trust. I think, well, that must have been really also, traumatic. Also, Colleen can do Absolutely. no wrong for me. I think she's a great place. I'm a fan thing. of
1: Colleen. She, she cool. She's cool. I'm a fan of Colleen. Remember the kind of um, the Barden Barden Wax, the, the halcyon yeah, of days course. of the Wax. <laughs>
2: Victoria Beckham with Victoria the long hair Beckham, extensions long and hair, hair extensions,
1: Cheryl, uh-huh. Cheryl Cole. Oh, um, God, we're
2: going back Alex now.
1: Curran, yeah. you know, Stephen Gerard's girlfriend. Yeah. Colleen was always the kind of most likeable of that bunch, I think. I
2: I agree. I've got a lot of time for Colleen. And she's not stupid, Colleen. You know, she's bright as that whole thing showed. I mean, just the fact that she said Rebecca Vardy's account shows... Yeah, a bit of class there. Yeah. Shows that she is astute Mm. and um, aware of litigation and everything. You know, she she was very, very careful about it. She's also
1: in one of my favourite celebrity paparazzi pictures of all time. I don't know if you're aware of this. It's quite an obscure one. It's not like... You know Fabio Martin McCutcheon
2: in the back of the cab, not before ca- she in his dreadlocks. Anthony
1: Costa pissing at a cash point. It's not. It's not. It's not quite in that league of fame. You know, Fabio with a goose nose broken We're on the roller coaster. We're talking the, <laughs> <laughs> the if, if,
2: if, 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 if anyone, if anyone is still listening to these drunken idiots at Christmas, um, I do recommend that you look up Fabio oh um, on the roller coaster <laughs> on YouTube
1: <laughs> because it is literally
2: my favourite clip of all That's time. But anyway, exactly. there's a brilliant the picture
1: of it's hard to do justice to it in words, of um, Wayne Rooney and Colleen Colleen on holiday, like, about 15 years ago, probably. And he is walking down a street in some expensive resort. And you know those, like giant lollies you get like you know like a a Kojak type lolly like a stick and a round thing and they do like super sized versions of those (laughs) and and a a, a massive chuffa chuff. and a kid will kind of go mum can I have one can I have one can I have one and your mum will go no No, too much sugar in it. Wayne's got one and he's walking (laughs) down the street (laughs) licking this massive lollipop like a massive in in sportswear and he looks like a massive outsized toddler and Colleen's kind of next to him just rolling her eyes indulgently and I imagine being married to that amazing
0: she seems like a good egg to put up with that quite frankly
2: Um, I feel like uh, more than any other artist it's been the year of Stormzy Um, sorry to go back to Glastonbury but I think it was one of the Glastonbury-defining performances. Dorothy massive, this year. massive, yeah, inappropriate um, It was incredibly clever yeah. and thought-provoking. I have heard, I hope I don't get sued with this, but I have heard on the underground that he spent more than the fee he received from Glastonbury, yes. who yeah. are renowned low-payers because mm-hmm. they're Glastonbury, Um and they're a charity and so on, that he um, spent more than his fee putting on that show,
0: which Well, was it was worth it, whatever he spent. Utterly it was incredible.
2: Um, it was about so much. It was about politics. It was about race. Um, it w- he was carrying a whole movement with him. Yes. He was carrying a whole movement yes. of music. And when he came on on stage in that Banksy stab vest with the Union Jack, it was really a miraculous, um, incredible thing. Also, when he took it
0: off, Sally. Sorry. <laughs> 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 I've never been that woman, and this year he made me that. That weird old woman who went, Well, the oh, 25-year-old <laughs> quite sexually appealing, isn't he? You know, I'm sorry, he's ruined my life. It's lung. a
2: once-in-a-generation thing, isn't it? When an artist comes along where you're like, you're everything. Yeah, like, to you, all people. You're, you're political, you're incredibly clever, uh, you're an activist, you're a brilliant musician, an artist, but also someone has sprinkled you in stardust yeah. and mm, you've got yeah, the you've thing, got so you're got like a megastar. Yeah. And when um, he came off stage, I... I had obviously seen it live because i was there and the bbc were maybe 10 20 minutes behind and my husband texted me and said i don't know how that was yeah. live but it was incredible on telly it was yeah, like an american megastar plus 10 oh. had had landed in glastonbury and he's british it was just incredible and mm. i replied and said it, it was like that i mm. you know i cried all the way through it must it. have been amazing. It, it, it was really a special thing, so Aww. I think it's mad for us to do a review of the music and the stories of 2019 without including Stormzy, probably a British, a Britain's biggest star and most culturally impactful artist, Yeah, totally.
3: If you can't do 10K for a sweet, then I don't want to hear no chat about numbers. You man are my youngers, all blacks out like grungers. Tens and twenties and hundreds, tens and twenties and thousands. I can't ever just loud them... So, so
2: Wiley Flo Stormzy, who is our, probably our hero of the year, I yep. would say. Yeah, man. Um, I am still here, barely controlling myself or Michael Hogan and Julia Rayside. Um, it would be remiss of me to not discuss TV with two uh, well-known TV critics. So, Julia Rayside, what do you have for us for Christmas telly? I've got my Radio oh. times. I've got my highlighter. I haven't done it yet. I'm going to sit down probably this Stop weekend and do it. Stop it. All brands of highlighter are. like boss
1: is the king of highlighter.
2: Can I just say Aww. that TV critic Julia Rayside has a TV guide with her. She's torn out pages I've from the TV guide. I'm glad of... to see
3: that
0: even when it's your yeah. job, you undergo nah. the Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. ritual. Sally, I'm drunk. I needed this. It's <laughs> like some <it's on> journalism <laughs> nana. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I dismembered my own Christmas Radio Times, which is something tantamount to a no child abuse. Anyway, so I ripped up the Radio Times. I have it in front of me. Um, Christmas Day is always a bit of a non-starter, I think, TV-wise. I don't know if you agree with Michael, but... No, it's always Harry Potter, isn't you it? You build yeah. up to it, and then there's really nothing much actually you'd Boo,
1: kill to watch. No, I disagree. Because
0: Doctor Who's on Christmas Day. It's really come dancing. I mean, one has, has it care. on like, in the background, of course. It's right, We're not on, animals. of the pops, maybe? Gavin
1: and uh, yeah, Stacey. The
0: Queen? Oh, is that on Christmas Day? No, okay, yeah, fine. Christmas That's Day. one thing. Go on, talk about that, then. That's the only good thing. I think, think, you
1: know, always, I just keep it locked to BBC One all day on Christmas Day. You're
0: you're wise to stick to BBC, I think. So you
1: get your your Queen's Speech and then you get your Julia Donaldson um, animation, which is The Snail and the Whale this year. Then you get your Strictly special. Then you get Call the Midwife special. Everyone has a nice cry to that. It's all right. Christmas Strictly,
0: there are no stakes. That's what I find hard. There's no journey. There's no... Well, they couldn't dance now. They can dance. I tell you what there are, though. there,
1: there, There are people... I don't want to, you know, no spoilers. Mm-hmm. There are people who maybe should have won strictly,
0: who get another go, who get at the another thing, go, nice, and then yes. might find some redemption. Yeah,
2: there. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah but I find Christmas
0: it. Day a little bit like,
1: and well, then you get, then so you what get are your you shouting your around standers, it. Don't
2: Julia
0: it. Rayside. So I will talk about beyond Christmas Day. Boxing Day's good, so I'm, I'm in two minds about. Um, so BBC One on Boxing Day, six twenty p.m. I love Boxing um, Day;
2: it's my favourite day. It's, I yeah. mean,
0: it's, it's yeah. much more my day favourite day, day. Bubble and Squeak. There's always Bubble and Squeak, and there's always a Are they on lot more well? TV. <laughs> yes, my of favourite course. comedy duo, <laughs> <Naturally. laughs> Gareth Zick,
1: Bubble and Dave Squeak. <laughs>
0: with with zig But no, so Mackenzie Crook, obviously, who did uh, the Tetris, who's uh, proved to be a brilliant writer, has written, has done an adaptation of Wurzel Gummage, in which he plays Wurzel Gummage. And wow. everything about that—I didn't is know about this. Awesome. Mm. Apart from, I'm now going to show you Mackenzie Cook, sorry, Mackenzie Crook as Wurzel Gummidge. She's um, pissed, listeners. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't have nightmares, Sally. Here he is. Sally, look at the picture. Sally, look at the picture. Oh my word. Yes. Yeah, so okay. It's, it's a very upsetting. Wurzel Gummidge kind is of...
1: always quite scary. It was scary.
0: It? You know, but but okay, but, but the, the 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 original Wurzel Gummidge, there was something sort of avuncular behind the creepy makeup. Mackenzie Crook looks like. One of the crew members of Pirates of the Caribbean, which he was also in, but kind of like when, when they've got the dead faces with like the yeah, tentacle yeah, yeah. chin. Like it's really a sort weird, weird makeup.
1: Terrible turnip so, head.
0: I'm looking forward to it because his writing is beautiful, but I'm slightly concerned about it. But you know nightmares. what's after
1: that on Boxing Day? Go on. Paddington 2, no. which is one of the best films of recent Sally years. Sally doesn't like Paddington Bear Followed F- by, followed F- by, then flipped to BBC Two for a lovely documentary about Michael Bond, the creator of it's, no. called, it's called something cute, like the bear and my bear oh and me. It's the man behind the bear, which sounds something sexual, actually. <laughs> yes.
0: but, uh, I think
2: I'll become incredibly distressed. <laughs> Let's not talk about Michael Hogan, that. what are your picks for the Christmas well, period? You've mentioned Gavin and Stacey. I've got yes. you all, to come Strictly. back to me. We'll yeah. come back to you. If we have well,
1: um, I'll tell you what I watched the other day, because I had to review it, is that there's a really good, on Christmas Eve Eve, as it's popularly known, December the 23rd. Best
0: day of the calendar. Um, everything's potential.
1: There's uh, a really nice BAFTA documentary about Hugh Grant, A Life, oh, yes. a life on Screen, mm. which is. Treasure, I lad- think a genuine fair, national treasure. To say. So he's interviewed, and he's hilarious in interview. He's really he's self-deprecating, so really gossipy, he's good at really funny. He's nicely indiscreet. And he's great at mimicry. So every anecdote he tells includes all the. He does all the voices in a brilliant way. Is that but Boxing also Day? The- did you say? Uh-huh?
2: Did you say that's Boxing Day? No, that's Christmas no, it's Eve. Christmas Eve. Eve. Perfect. Um, and and also
1: the clips are just you know the loads of clips from like all the Richard Curtis films and from um, Very English Scandal and from Paddington I'll be Two. All over that. So that's that's an unexpected treat. Um, also the same uh, evening of course the Good Life Christmas special is repeated ah, on this
2: oh. so beautiful so yeah. marvellous it newspaper the paper hat
0: yes it's like I, oh. I seem to have the mirror
1: the, uh, the <laughs> UR the bird, bird the is so called because it lays square eggs <laughs> I don't Margo, get it Margot Margo Margo doesn't it? get it Margot Margo
0: <laughs> Margo Ledbet- <laughs> Ledbetter remains goals for me just completely brilliant um, I think the perineum is shit hot this year, Michael.
1: What do you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, what's the happening Mary in name. the
2: Christmas perineum between Christmas and New Year? Well, well go on. What, go, I was going to say, go
1: I know you're a big fan of the repair shop, Sally, Oh, oh
2: my God. I can't even talk the about it The repair shop at Christmas, comforting Christmas, Christmas comforting is on. I Christmas I can't even special. talk about it without crying. It's amazing. That's on Sunday the 29th. So what's Christmassy about it, please? And they've moved it to BBC One, which is yeah, incredibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, it's understanding It's brand. followed
1: the path of Bake Off and The um, Apprentice. It's just a beautiful, apprentice.
2: it's a beautiful thing. What's Christmassy about it?
1: don't know. I imagine it'll be, like, in a, in a Santa's <laughs> elves workshop or something. Well, or maybe it? a little <laughs>
2: Santa toy or they're something. probably <laughs> just wearing jumpers, uh, Christmas jumpers. But, but that's it's... enough for me, Julia.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly.
0: The concept of the repair shop is small <laughs> and delightful. It's taking an old thing to a bit shit and doing it up and making it nicer Artisans, again.
2: Artisans, incredible... Um, craftsmen who have inherited from their grandmother, grandfather, great-grandfather, great-grandmother, this yeah. incredible skill and craft, and they lovingly restore it's things. still
0: and quiet and beautiful. The same night, though, on BBC One, uh, The Trial of Kiss- Christine Keeler, which I'm busted <gasps> to watch, yes. right? right, right. They, they've dramatised that. Out. I understand. I don't know if this is actually a thing, but the, the whole uh, Very British Scandal, they're sort of in the same way American Crime Story is a brand now, they're thinking of just doing this as a thing. Yeah, they're going to out it historical scandals. And we have a lot of those. So uh, it looks beautiful, stylish, kind of corporate amazing. There's loads of really good stuff on. New Year's um, Day
1: is good. I think we're running out of time, but New Year's we Day... We are definitely running out of time. What's on New Year's, New Year's Day in the world? New Year's Day, you get Miranda's comeback. You Dracula. get Dairy Girls on Bake Off. You yep. get... Stephen Moffat's Dracula. Which runs
2: concurrently for three. And you get nice. new Doctor Who.
1: So that's... that's Bang in. I was
2: going to play out with Sizzling from Daphne, which is an amazing, amazing record that my friend Dorian Linsky from Romaniacs, you may have heard him, um, tipped me off about. It's absolutely genius. I don't have time to play it. So Aww. in the meantime, thank you, Michael Hogan. Thank you, Julia Rayside. Thanks for having us. We will see you in the new year, as ever. I try to get you back as often as I can. And thank you, Lauren Oki, for your diligent Yay. work throughout the year. Merry and Christmas, everyone. We'll see you in four Happy weeks. Christmas. Bye. Enjoy the Christmas telly. <laughs>